from the White Letter Production Studios in Los Angeles, California. I'm Ellie Unger-Sargon, and this is The Cut Podcast. Welcome back to another special edition of the Cut Podcast. I'm very happy to be sitting here with uh, Glenn Callender in Vancouver, British Columbia. That's Canada for those of you south of the border. Uh, so, Glenn, why don't you uh, introduce it's, it's Canada yourself? Canada for people north of the border too, actually. <laughs> so, uh, Glenn, why don't you uh, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about how you come to the subject of circumcision? and intactivism. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm Glenn Callender. I'm the founder of the Canadian Foreskin Awareness Project, Canada's newest and feistiest pro-foreskin advocacy group. The Canadian Foreskin Awareness Project promotes foreskin education, appreciation, and stimulation, and advocates for the human right of all children, male, female, and intersex, to grow up with intact genitals. I am intact, yes, I'm intact. And uh, yes, I I enjoyed my foreskin from a very early age, Um, you know, was an orgasmic kid quite young. Anyway, when I when I was about nine or ten, maybe was when I learned of circumcision. I mean, I'd, I'd seen circumcised penises at the community, the pool, places like that, and I remember being perplexed at how many of the other men and boys could keep their foreskins pulled back without using their their hands. They, I, I didn't know what was going on there, and eventually I learned that they had had their foreskins cut off. And when I learned of this, and I think I read about it initially when I really found out about this, um, it it really made my blood run cold. I was absolutely shocked to the core of my being that many boys had their foreskins, you know, that they had their foreskins cut off. It was an immensely upsetting thing for me to learn because at the time I was already, I already had, great, had a great relationship with my foreskin. And... Um, so yeah, it, 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 it was absolutely shocking and upsetting and and frankly the that feeling of shock has never gone away from for me. I've all I to this day there's part of me that's absolutely horrified at the thought that this has done to little boys. In the last few years that's when it's really come forward for me in the in, starting in about two thousand and eight was when I, I started to have the, the ideas, sort of the series of ideas that led to what is now the Canadian Foreskin Awareness Project and my current act as a performance artist where I demonstrate my foreskin to people to demonstrate why foreskin is fabulous and why circumcision is harmful. Um, so yeah, that's how I started with it. So um, one of the things that I really want to get your perspective on, and I think a lot of circumcised men are very interested in, is what is it that the foreskin contributes to sexual experience, to male sexual experience. Um, And I think uh, you have a very powerful story on this front because you're not only intact, but you are aware of uh, your foreskin in a way that some intact men maybe aren't even. Um, So if you can tell us a little bit about... um, and again, this is difficult, of course, to, we're talking about the content of human experience. It's, uh, it's very difficult to sort of talk about this in purely objective terms. But um, if you can be as explicit as, as possible and um, just share with our audience what it is about the foreskin that's so important. Um, I think the cultural belief out there is that whether you have a foreskin or not doesn't really make a big difference to male sexual experience. Well, I'll start by saying that it's 
one of the reasons why I do what I do, educating people about foreskin, is that I call it the my revenge on the the sex ed curriculum of British Columbia from the '80s. Because when I went through sex ed in junior high, um, there wasn't a foreskin on the diagram of the penis that they gave us to to study. And uh, even to this day, you can go to the bookstore, you can get books off the shelves published this year, last year. In the primarily in the USA, um, that still will not have the foreskin on the diagram, or it won't be labeled and it won't be discussed, um, which is absolutely crazy. It's absolutely insane um, that there's this incredible level of enforced ignorance about the foreskin. And uh, the truth of the matter is, of course, that the foreskin and the inner foreskin contain uh, most of the nerves of the penis, the most sensitive parts of the penis, with the fine touch nerves, the most erogenous parts of the penis are there. And uh, it's absolutely true that I, I would say that when I was younger, I misconstrued based on the fact that the cultural emphasis is on the head of the penis. The, the idea we get is, again, yeah, the foreskin is just a cover for the head of the penis. The head of the penis is really the focus, is where the action is. And I would say that I, I as, as many intact men, more or less bought into that belief for a really long time. I, I, looking back on it now, I understand that much of the pleasure that I experienced from my penis, from my foreskin, um, I attributed to the head of my penis. I thought it was coming from the head of my penis, but it wasn't. It was actually coming from my foreskin, my inner foreskin area. And as I've become more educated about the anatomy of my penis, I have learned that to, under, to, to discern the, how, the, the sensations that I get from different parts of my penis and, and focus on them. When I was younger, unaware of really my anatomy and and the pleasure it was like there was a haze of pleasure coming from my penis which i believed was mostly the head of the penis but in now i know isn't the case it's mostly from my inner foreskin the head of the penis is a relatively minor player in the in my sexual experience and that's really interesting because one of the things that that suggests um and of course i think this is uh, there are many data points that can sort of point to this insight but it does suggest that there's a large degree of um, sort of your psychological expectations playing into, uh, in a sort of feedback mechanism, your experience of your body, your experience of your sexuality. Can you give a little more um, sort of detail on that side of things? The analogy that I use is whiskey tasting. When, when I was younger, I didn't know much about whiskey. I didn't know how it was made. I, you know, so when I tasted whiskey, it was just whiskey that was the flavor it was this just taste and then i went to scotland and i went to distilleries and learned about the components of the flavor of whiskey the the the, the grain that they use how they malt it what the effect of that is um the peat moss the type of peat moss that they use they burn peat moss so there's smoke they put the the whiskey in 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 wooden barrels of different woods to to mature and that flavors the the whiskey and and you learn these things and they give you whiskey to taste so that you can actually start to take apart the the flavor and now you can i can taste the smoke for example in whiskey i can taste these things and i would say that my sexual experience is the same before i'd really learned much about the anatomy of the penis there was a haze of pleasure coming from my penis that i generally assumed was the head of my penis but as i was uh, researching just in the last few years, really, 
researching the anatomy of the penis. I kept reading over and over in the intactivist literature and the science of, of the anatomy of the penis that most of the nerves are in the inner foreskin, the frenulum, the ridged band, the inner, uh, the you know, soft muco mucosa, these different places. And what I, at the time I, of course, knew that my foreskin felt good. I was aware that I would never have imagined cutting it off, but I thought to myself, well, it, I don't really seem to feel like I'm getting this enormous amount of pleasure from my foreskin. I'm getting plenty, but not as much as it's, as the literature would suggest. So I thought to myself, well, if these are the areas, the specific areas where the nerves are concentrated, if I were to isolate those areas in terms of my you know, masturbation and exploring of my own body, if I isolate these areas and stimulate them separately from the rest of my penis, then interesting things ought to happen. So I started experimenting with that, and lo and behold, interesting things did happen. In fact, I have found now that I'm capable of, of multiple orgasms, for example, from stimulating just my ridged band. Um, I didn't know that until I actually had um, stimulated it in isolation from the rest of my penis. And what now happens is that, going back to the whiskey analogy, I now have uh, the capacity to orgasm, a multiple orgasm from my, fr uh, from my ridged band. I have the capacity to do that all along my frenulum, right? From the frenulum at the ridged band all the way up to the head of my penis. And um, what this has enabled me to do is to take apart the sensations that I feel. Now when I have sex, I, I'm conscious of the different parts of my penis and the different sensations that are coming from it. I can feel the difference between, I can feel my, the head of my penis, what sensations are coming from that. I can feel the ridged band. I can feel the, the different sensations. I can take it apart in a way that I previously couldn't. And it has been an incredible um, experience for me because it really has re fundamentally changed my sexual experience and how I, how I uh, experience and enjoy my penis and sex. Now, when you say multiple orgasms, um, is is this sort of the kind of multiple orgasms that people uh, who think off talk about, that it's not coupled with ejaculation? Like the tantric type thing? No, this is not the New Age. I, I, I'm very skeptical of those ones. I know, I've known men that said, oh, I can orgasm for hours. And I say, yeah, sure you can, you know, Mr you know, rainbow, waterfall, crystal up your ass guy, you know, I don't think so. I think you are committed to this idea that you have mystical sexual energies and blah, blah. No, we're talking about actual orgasms with ejaculations that are readily observable. And in fact, I'm right now in the process of creating video demonstration clips of these different orgasms so that, um, so that I can teach intact men uh, their anatomy and what the potential of their anatomy is. Right. This is not something that's taught right now. And my point of view is that this is exactly following uh, the feminist position, which has been stated many times over the, the last 50 years, that women aren't enjoying sex as much as they should because they weren't taught about their anatomy and how to enjoy their bodies. They were taught shame and don't touch that and don't look at that. It wasn't so long ago that the, the act of taking a mirror uh, and looking at one's own vagina was an like a, a revolutionary concept. You know, Before this time, women would live their entire lives without even having a single good look at their own genitals ever. 
and uh, this greater openness has led to women learning about their G-spots. And when a woman learns about her G-spot and learns how to locate her G-spot and how to stimulate her G-spot, get to know it, her chances of having G-spot orgasms go up enormously. And my position is that men are actually behind, significantly behind women in this regard. The, the actual anatomy of the penis is far more um, intricate and laden with literally orgasmic organs than is currently known by most people. And I really believe that, that intactivism will go hand in hand with almost a new sexual revolution, this time on the male side of the equation, where men will learn the truth about their anatomies. And at the moment, our culture is very shy to talk about the merits of the foreskin and the you know immense erotic um, contribution the foreskin makes to both a man and his partner, specifically because it means opening up this you know issue that a lot of men have had these parts taken away, and and I know from direct experience that I I have several different ways of orgasming and most of them would be taken away if I were circumcised. Uh, the the parts that I have that that circumcised men don't have are fantastic parts. And one of the reasons I'm an activist is because I really enjoy my foreskin. And, and when I do, I, I simply know in my heart that it's, it is a crime to take that experience away from somebody else. It's, it's when people understand the, the truth about the anatomy of the penis, it will have a massive impact on, on the circumcision debate. You were just talking about um, some of the things that you discovered through masturbatory practices. Can you talk a little, a little bit about the effects that your foreskin have had, especially as you've become more aware of it, on sex with women? And in your case, you're bisexual so and queer, so sex with men also. How has, What role does the foreskin play? Well, I would say that in terms of my, in terms of my own experience, a lot of the fun is because I'm in possession of fairly unique knowledge about the anatomy of the penis. And, and I have, and I should say that the, the concept of foreskin awareness, uh, that, I, you know, the title of my group is the Canadian Foreskin Awareness Project. Um, the idea of foreskin awareness is, is it's, more, it's about more than just circumcision related issues. It's about actually being aware of your own foreskin and, it's, and, 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 and the parts of it. When you're aware of it and when you actually feel these things, you, uh, I, one thing that happens to me is whenever I, I have a partner, I, uh, I have to teach them about, it's very instructional, right? Because I'm dealing with people who don't know this stuff. And so certainly my sex has become a, I've become a lot more communicative because I have to really show people, okay, this is the ridged van. Like, here it is. Here's how you can see it. Here's how you can feel it. Here's the different things you can do with it. And that's just one little, you know, area. And here's what, you know, things you can do with the frenulum and, you know, and explain. So for me, sex has become a, always a now is, is uh, explore, very explorative for me. It, it, I'm still learning new things. And uh, in terms of the difference between men, men and women, um, well, in terms of oral sex, obviously not much of a difference. <laughs> um, and oral sex is really where uh, the, I, I would say the bulk of the 
information comes in handy because with with your with your mouth and your fingers you're you're capable of manipulating the penis in ways that are uh, more you know uh, zeroed in on specific little spots and whatnot than during intercourse it certainly does make a difference during intercourse when like I say, I can now feel very, very uh, acutely the, the, the component parts of the sensation. Like a lot of the sensation of penetration is the, uh, the inner foreskin stretching backwards. And there are nerves there that detect stretch. And so there's, there's a very exquisite sort of sensation of the skin rolling back, which is really most of the experience of penetration for an intact guy is that that experience, that experience of the inner foreskin moving, a, 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 a cut guy won't have that experience. And um, one thing I talk about in my show and um, bring to uh, women's attention in particular is that the, the texture of the shaft of the intact penis is significantly different from the circumcised penis and that a circumcised penis is often very tight. And in the case of the uh, intact guy, it's, it's, it's wrinkly and soft. And, uh, you know, I tell people about the ribbed condom and how the ribbed condom is a, is a simulation of a foreskin. When a, when a circumcised man wears a ribbed condom, that's what he's doing. He's wearing a, essentially an artificial foreskin because the vagina is, it has evolved to be stimulated by the foreskin and the you know, slack skin of the shaft for millions and millions of years before anyone started chopping off the foreskin. And so I tell people to pay attention to these things. And once they pay attention to them, they... It, 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 it's the same thing as when I can take apart the component parts of my sexual experiences. For a woman, she becomes more and more aware of the component parts of her experience, the different ways that a penis stimulates the vagina, right? There's different sensations. As an intact male, is lubrication something that, you know, we hear a lot about how the foreskin has this sort of natural um, back and forth motion during intercourse that obviates the need for artificial lubrication. Is that true? Do intact men use lube? Um, do they use it less than cut men? Do you, what's your experience with this? Um, well, in terms of masturbation, I certainly do use lubricant uh, when I feel like a lubricate. Like there's, there's different things you can do with a lubricated, with extra lubrication. Um, but it's certainly not necessary. Uh, I can, and intact men in general, have no difficulty masturbating with without lubricant because the the sheath of skin i mean the penis is supposed to be a self-stimulating organ that the moving sheath of skin and the various um stretchable organs in the in the foreskin um don't require outside lubrication at all to function perfectly and so i didn't i didn't use lubrication ever until probably my early 20s this was the first time i i tried it it was recommended to me by another intact guy. I said, well, you know, you should try some lube. It's, it's a whole other thing. And I did. And I thought, well, it, really, it is. It's a different experience. And nowadays, it's um, I, it's both. both. I routinely use uh, lubricant, and I routinely don't use lubricant. Uh, it's, it's entirely based on what what orgasm I'm looking for because now when I when I when I spend a little time with myself I have a menu of orgasms that I can choose from and you know some of them I, I use lubricant to achieve and others I don't and what about with a partner is that something that you find yourself using or I have uh, in my in my life I've only had one female partner 
who required additional lubrication for unprotected sex. And she did have, uh, uh, certainly had probably medically uh, deficient lubrication of her own body. Um, there's not, I've never had any problem with it. And, and in fact, I found that um, uh, I've certainly had cases where I had, uh, was with women who were, you know, you'd, you'd have the foreplay and um, I would want to get into it and, you know, penetrate. And she would say, well, you know, I don't think I'm ready. And I'd say, hey, don't worry about it. And she would go, oh, <laughs> right? Because this is one of the problems with, with, with circumcised sex is that it requires more foreplay. You've got to get the vagina really lubricated um, in order to stick a dry penis in there. Where when you have an intact guy, um, and this is the thing, penetration is easier if you actually push the foreskin over the head of the penis, not pull it back before you penetrate because the, the foreskin leading the way ha allows you to you know, pop inside. If there's any dry just at the outer edge, it can, you know, the foreskin contacts that and then the, the moist and slippery head of the penis can, can you know, travel inside the vagina without any issues. So it, it, it really aids penetration. There's, I don't know if that was clear, I'm sorry, but uh, I, the bottom line is that it is certainly um, the, the lubrication, the lubricating aspect of, of the foreskin is, is you know, it, it adds a, a huge amount of, uh, of uh, it contributes a great deal to sex. And I've certainly been with many women for whom I was the first or one of the first intact men that they were with. And they certainly notice the difference. Is that also the case with uh, homosexual encounters? Um, well, I would say queer men are already ahead on the issue of circumcision by virtue of the fact that queer men do interact with other penises than their own. So they, they do find out pretty quickly that the guy with a foreskin has more fun. So they're conscious of that. And yeah, it would certainly it's certainly true for anal anal intercourse as well, right? Um, especially because the uh, the anus doesn't self lubricate in the same way that a, a vagina does. Um, that it, it it certainly makes a, a you know a significant contribution there as well to the to the ease of penetration and stimulation as well. The anal ring will be stimulated by the by the wrinkles on the on the on the intact shaft. Um, just like a vagina is. Right. right. Now, you've had experience with men who were circumcised. Mm -hmm. um, so, in a way, you're in this very unique position of understanding also, um, you know, what it takes to stimulate uh, a circumcised man versus what it takes to stimulate an intact man. Uh, I had a conversation uh, a few weeks ago with Aubrey Taylor, who was talking about this from the heterosexual female perspective. Do you have, what has your experience been, and has this contributed to your understanding of the effects of circumcision? Uh, well, I, I mean, the female, at least in terms of oral sex, fellatio, a female, straight female's perspective and mine is going to be very similar, in that, yeah, obviously you know right off the bat um, uh, that on a circumcised male, you have to, you do work harder and he feels significantly less. Um, in terms of uh, a hand job, for example, again, you can, you can easily uh, get a guy off, an intact guy off without lubrication. And of course, during fellatio, there's usually a certain amount of hand activity, you know, moving around the, the shaft. 
So the immobility of the skin of a circumcised penis is a real drag compared to um, what you have with an intact penis because you can do so much more with it. And just by yourself, without without recourse to lubrication or even your mouth, just by just by moving the foreskin back and forth on, on the penis of an intact guy, you're giving him a lot of pleasure. Right there, the penis, you're just you're just simply facilitating the penis's self-stimulating function. And you provide essentially the stimulation of having your mouth on the penis without having your mouth on the penis in, in terms of the enclosure of of the foreskin, it's warm, it's moist, it's slippery, it stimulates the head. The mouth is different, but you just don't have that in the case of a of a, a circumcised guy. You can lubricate your hand, and you can you can you know massage the head of the penis with the palm of your hand. Of course, you can do that with an intact guy as well. But you certainly notice with an intact guy that he will feel much more delicate stuff. You can you can do you can do much more gentle things with an intact male. And you you immediately see that he is affected by that. He's he enjoys it. So yeah, there there are there's a lot less um, that you can do with a circumcised penis. And yeah, you do work harder. You're more likely to get a jaw cramp, uh, you know, going down on a circumcised guy than an intact guy because there is there's so much. Uh, it, it, it's more it tends to be more violent. You know, there's more. And I, I find it interesting that uh, one of the arguments people give for, for circumcision is, well, it lasts longer in bed. Well, that's not necessarily a good thing. Not if your vagina is sore because you, you've finished and he still hasn't had his fun yet. And certainly not for oral. Oral is not necessarily better because it's longer. Um, you, you want it to be good. You want it to be enjoyable. You don't want it to be this mechanical process of just rawr, 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 just working and working and working just to get them off. Because he, and a lot of circumcised men say to me that they don't feel a lot until they orgasm. They don't really enjoy the trip so much. And I've certainly had that experience where um, I was sort of concerned more with keeping them hard and getting them off than uh, so many of the other things that you can do with, with an intact penis. And as well, uh, if the foreskin's long enough to cover the head of the penis when erect, there's a whole lot of really fun stuff you can do playing with the tip of the foreskin, with your fingers, with your lips, with your tongue. Um, and it's exquisite. It feels fantastic. I love it when it's done to me. And uh, I, it's impossible to do that for a, for a circumcised guy. And this brings us to the sort of catch-22 about sharing this information with the world. And it also comes back to some of the things we were talking about at the beginning, um, where uh, psychology plays such an important role, um, and psychological expectations play such an important role in your experience of sex. And I think a lot of circumcised guys are going to hear this conversation, and they're going to they're gonna be, first of all, they're going to be pissed off about what they don't have. They should be. Um, and But furthermore, that might have a negative impact then on the way they experience their sex life. So what advice could you give to a circumcised man who's listening to this, feeling immensely jealous and starting to get maybe a little angry about what they don't have um, and maybe despairing even uh, of the future? This is the thing. For, for a man, your, your, your psychological expectations or your confidence could well have more impact on your sexual performance than whether or not you're circumcised, right? I, could, I can easily see that a man who is circumcised and has a superiority complex believes that he's better 
as a result could actually perform better and have better sex and enjoy himself more than a man who has a foreskin. He's got everything, but he's ashamed of his foreskin. He has an inferiority complex because he's been shamed or bullied or taught that he should be unhappy with his foreskin or that his penis is less pleasing to women because of, because of the fact he has a foreskin. And that's really ultimately the confidence that would determine whether he gets an erection and enjoys himself sexually rather than whether he has a foreskin or not because it's true that most circumcised men do have satisfying sex lives they've lost out on an on an enormous amount of experience but most of them do they are satisfied and so the question is will learning about circ the, the the fact that they've lost most of the nerves of their penis the lost out on these various things actually cause them to lose confidence to to become unhappy with their sex and i i certainly can say i know men for the for whom this has been the case and First of all, I, I would say something important is not to ruminate excessively about it because uh, ruminating about the fact that you're circumcised and that that sucks, um, it, it won't just ruin your sex life. It can ruin your entire life if you do it too much. You, you, that's not constructive to ruminate continuously about it. The reality is, is that everybody has their... You know, they've had, everyone has their bag of hammers, right? Bad things have happened to all of us in various ways. And yeah, if you're circumcised, yeah, your penis was irreparably damaged when you were a kid. And there's, there, you have limited options as to what you can do. And, uh, but the truth of the matter is, you can still be okay. You can have a good sex life and enjoy yourself and, you know, just realize, yeah, you know, my penis has taken some damage. Mine's taken some damage. <laughs> I'm intact, but yeah, mine's taken a little damage over the years. You know, uh, that's life. It's just something that you shouldn't dwell on too much. If It's better to get a little angry about it and focus that on something constructive, like working towards making sure this doesn't happen to anybody else. Circumcision is a ba extremely bad thing. It does a lot of damage to the penis. That is a bad thing. It's ridiculous that it's happening today in, this, in, the, in the time of modern medicine. And that they should be pissed off about it. They should do something about it. Because if you give circumcised men a false assurance that everything's great... That leads to more kids being cut, and that is unacceptable. We can't have that. This, this you know, BS idea that it doesn't make a difference if you have a foreskin or not is extraordinarily harmful. And I would like to think that men uh, are, can handle this, you know, and especially as groups, you know, as this issue becomes more and more mainstream and people realize that I'm hoping that as the understanding of this evolves, I, I don't have the answers to this because I'm not circumcised. I, I, I think circumcised men are the ones who are really going to determine for themselves what the optimal way to address the issue is in a way that isn't harmful to their sexual enjoyment or their sexual confidence, but at the same time leads them to contribute in a meaningful way to changing uh, our social attitudes towards this what do you think about foreskin restoration as soon as i find as soon as circumcised men realize that they're missing something they immediately wonder about what they can do to get it back and that's a very very healthy thing to consider great glenn calendar thank you so much for joining us on the cup podcast uh where can people learn more about your work 
Well, you can go to the Canadian Forcing Awareness Project website. That's at can-fap.net, although if you don't put in the hyphen, it still goes to my <laughs> website, or Google Canadian Forcing Awareness Project. Uh, the site is pretty bare bones right now, but in the in the early 2012, it's going to be blossoming with some pretty interesting stuff. Uh, so do keep an eye on it. And uh, yeah, if, if you're in a city where I'll be visiting, you check the events page. The Foreskin Awareness booth may be coming to a city near you. That's our show. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please email them to us at cutdocumentary at gmail.com. And if you like what you've heard today, please support us by buying our film at www.cutthefilm.com. 